Oh, my goodness sakes alive. Well, today, uh, as I said, we, we just want to have a service a little bit differently. And, um, you know, so what, I, what I've done is I've asked Landon. Landon, if you, for those of you who don't know, he's one of my sons. And uh, Miranda and I, we have four sons. Our oldest name is Parker. Uh, he and, him and his wife live in New York uh, with our grandbaby, Ella. So uh, Parker, Jazz, and Ella lives in New York. And uh, he's our oldest. And then Landon is our second oldest. And then we have uh, Silas and Sawyer. And they're roaming around here somewhere doing something. And uh, so we're just so grateful. So what we wanted to do today, and, you know, we know, I don't know about you how you feel, but I think one of the things for me, one of the most challenging things for me as a, as a Christ follower is to be a father. Uh, I think that there's a lot of this, and what I mean by challenging is, you know, you don't always get a manual. You know, you can try to read a book, and you don't always get a manual on, on what it is to be a father. And some of us haven't had great examples uh, in our lives of, of what fatherhood is really all about. And, uh, and there's such an incredible pressure today in our society when it comes to males and the role of males and, and all of that. And um, I just want to say this in as loving way as I can, and that is that we, you can never diminish the role of, that a father plays. And I think we need to understand that. And I believe that, you know, Jess prayed a beautiful prayer earlier that our, our Father, our Heavenly Father, is the Father to the fatherless. That uh, even maybe today, if you haven't had a great relationship with a dad, or maybe your dad was absent, or maybe your dad, you know, uh, you never met him, or maybe you have, and he was not emotionally involved in your life, or even physically involved in your life, uh, we know that God is a healer of brokenness, and God can heal those wounds. And uh, we trust him for it. And maybe there's some others here today that you've had great dads. I know that at The Rock, there's some incredible fathers. There's some fathers that I, that I look up to. There's some fathers that I truly admire. There's some fathers that, that have done some, some incredible things. And one of the things that Miranda and I did when we were younger, you know, be, before we ever had kids, uh, we can't, I, before I ever had kids, I had four theories about raising children. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I had four theories, and then I had four kids, and all my theories left uh, out the door. <laughs> and the reason for that is because uh, uh, they, they are so different, and uh, they relate differently, they think differently, and uh, we know that throughout the series, we've been talking about relationship goals, and, and uh, talk about how, how to live out in relationship, and w- what is our key verse? Can we have our key verse just up there uh, on the overhead real quick? What does it say? Can we read this together? One, two, three. Do everything in love. So that is our goal in relationships, right? How are we going to do it? In love. love. Some things? No, everything. Everything that we do, we want to do in love. So um, today, Landon and I are just going to have a brief chat, not not very long. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, um, some things that that we believe can help in parenting, some some things that uh, we believe can, can strengthen your life in your relationship. And uh, as we do, I want to read this verse in Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 4, and listen to what it says. Uh, Children, obey your parents. Parents, can we get a hearty amen for that? Amen. Check this out. Here's why. Because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. So today, tell your kids, hey, you want to do the right thing? Obey me. That's what you got to do. Now notice this. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Somebody say a commandment, a commandment. with a promise. So what is it? It's a commandment 
with a promise. So that means God is saying this, the first commandment that I give you, but there's a promise attached to this one. And check it out. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. How many of you know that's a good thing, right? So, so this promise is connected to the fact that as we honor the parents that God has given us, and here's the thing we need to understand. Honor, we honor our parents and our fathers and our mothers not because they write. We honor them because they're our parents. So I think there's, there's a distinct difference that you can even honor a parent that were not involved in your life. You need to understand that. So, so we can honor them. And then it says this incredible statement, Landon, which I know you love this verse. Fa- it's your, one of your favorites. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Okay, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Amen. By the way you treat them. It says, rather, somebody say, rather. rather. Look at this. Bring them up with the discipline. Somebody say, discipline. discipline. And instruction. Say, instruction. That comes from the Lord. So our responsibility as fathers is not to provoke our children. That means not to produce a place of anger on the inside of them, but produce them in a place where they are disciplined and being instructed. But notice what it says. The discipline and instruction that we give them is not the idea we read from a book from some psychologist who never had kids. It is, it is the idea that the discipline and instruction we want to give them is from where? From the Lord. And we need to understand that. So, uh, Lana, let me, I'm just going to ask you a question. And uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, who's your favorite parent? Oh, Dad. Absolutely. It's Dad. 100%. It's, it's Dad. So, it's just so. <sighs> unbeatable. Yeah. Uncomparable. That's right. There's, yep. there's, no, there's no one like me. No like one me. like you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, is that what we agreed on? Yeah, it's the okay. agreed price. Right. So, we have that out. So, I am, I am the favorite. Mm, absolutely. Favorite. Right. Absolutely. You're not going to change by no, tomorrow. No, no, I promise. I right. promise. It'll, okay, it'll I just stay wanted to get that out. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you this. What things did, do you think as parents that we do well? Me and I, mom. I think, um, I mean, you guys, oh, thinking about this question, pondering on this question, you guys are just the best, you know? Perfect. Right. Um, perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it's just well, un- Shall we close the service then? I, uh, because that, you know. Let's pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did tell him it's going to be the shortest the service shortest, they ever will yeah. find, so. um, But in all honesty, I think two of, two of the biggest things in my life that I, you guys did incredibly well was, first off, an open door policy. And it was, what does it mean? That was like anything that we wanted to talk about was on the table and it didn't matter what the subject was. It didn't matter how weird the subject was or if it was politics or if it was marriage or if it was, you know, anything in between, we always knew that we could talk to you guys about anything. And and for us, I know for me personally, I always felt like if there was anything I was going through, I had the, the privilege of talking to my parents about it because it was, it, was always, it was always on the table. There was nothing, there was never one time where I had a question and you guys said, ah, we can't talk about that. And, you know, and you didn't have answers for every question, but every question was met with you, a response. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the second thing that you guys did so well was the consistency in our lives. And not just consistency as far as being there, but consistency in, in the disciplines. Like if we did something wrong, it wasn't going to change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then consistencies in who you guys are. I, he says it all the time, but it, it's the truth. Who he is on the pulpit is who he is off the pulpit. And the same fiery guy that preaches every Sunday is the same fiery guy that rips me a new one when the bathroom isn't clean. <laughs> and, and so... Don't, don't go into too much detail. No, okay. Son, I mean... Yeah, sorry. You know, I'm, I got no more money left, so yeah. I just... <laughs> You know, you sucked me dry already. You know, three kids in college. Oh, I need prayer. Anyway, go on. But the, I think those two, those are two of the biggest things that, you know, I, I can say right off the bat have just really affected my life and uh, directed my life. Because everything was always the same. And whatever I needed to talk about, you guys would always be there with the response. Mm. Now, as, as, as parents... You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts out there as far as parenting and as far as uh, as how uh, as far as our roles and what we need to do. What, wanna, what is one thing that you can remember? You know, in your long life, uh, uh, um, but w- what is one thing that you can remember that we did as 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 parents that really helped? And uh, really, what I mean by that is really help set you up spiritually because there's a lot of things that as parents you know we want to provide for our children uh, financially we want to we want to provide a good home for them we want to provide an education for them we have we have that desire but but personally i feel the most important thing that i can do as a parent is to give my 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 children a, a base and i and you know mom and i we, we we that that's always been our desire so we did certain things uh, that I believe was crucial and important. You know, things as praying with you guys no matter, no matter what. You know, praying for you guys. Uh, uh, but also uh, um, exposing you guys to different things. What, what a, what, if you can think about maybe, you know, because there's, there's a lot of things. But what's one thing that you can think about that, 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 that we did that, you know, kind of said, hey, you know, this is really important. Absolutely. Um, a few things that you guys did is you, you didn't hold us back from whoever was some of the key speakers of our generation. I know something that is still dear to my heart is when Billy Graham preached his last crusade in Los Angeles, I was a young, I was maybe six, seven, eight, and, but you took us, and, and you were very deliberate about taking us, and you understanding that, hey, this is a person who is not only a historical figure, but has impacted the kingdom. Um, you have taken me to conferences. You've, you've sat with me and prayed with me um, through it all. And that's even at a young age. That isn't, you know, last week. Uh, that's when I was younger. You know, we heard some of the, I think, the greatest speakers of our generation because you guys have been very diligent about making sure that, hey, our kids are going to hear the word of God. And they're going to hear it. And they're going to hear it, you know, the way it needs to be told. And so for, for me, those are some, that, that was one of the biggest things. And, and as far as, you know, because one of the things that, that, you know, we have so many people here today and, and there's people that have different roles and, and, you know, different jobs and different job descriptions. And for us as, as pastors, I think, uh, um, you know, that, that is, we are, we are in the public. People do, people do, you know, look at us and, and people do look at you guys and uh, um, but we've never felt personally. This is the way I feel, and I hope Mom feels the same. We've never felt the pressure of an image, mm-hmm. of, of trying to uphold an image, and uh, because we've never tried to. What's the one thing I ne- never said to you? You need to act right because you're a pastor's kid. You would never say that because that we just never felt that that was you know something we need to do because there would be enough pressure on you 
to live life the right way without adding even more pressure on you by trying to upholding an image. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we know that as kids, you, you made mistakes. You, you know, you guys had, did some things that uh, you, were not, you were not perfect in every way. I mean, because you played with the Benson kids. So, I mean, they, they you know, now they turn out great. So, uh, um, you know, so that, but, you know, there's, you know, there's, the, there's those, those things that I think is important to know that there was never a pressure to portray an image because we really wanted to have the father's image in your guys' life and insisting on you guys developing your own personal relationship with the Lord. And, and with that, entail that with loving God's house. Uh, what, is the, what is the one thing that, that you would say, uh, and I know there's many things you could say, but what's the one thing that we did maybe as parents in a good way uh, um, that, that helped you love God's house? You know, because, because yeah. it could, you know, because now that you're older, you're exposed to a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, you, you see things maybe from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so there was never a conviction to be in ministry. Um, and I know, I know that speaks just volumes for me because there was never a time where my dad and mom sat me down and said, we can't wait till you take over the church. There was never that once in my life. It was always a figure out what God has for you and chase that dream. And, and for me, I, I knew that my conviction was ministry, but I know for my brothers, it's not necessarily that, but at the same time, they kept us in God's house. We were here every Sunday. We were here every Wednesday. Every, every time there was an event, we would be here. We would help set up. We would help clean up. And while for some people that might be a frustration, I know for us it, it, build, it built character and it built a love and respect for the house of God because it would, it would just engulf us in this place where we were here constantly, but there was never like a pressure that you would have to stay here. There was always a, hey, Whatever God has for you, go for it. And, 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 you know, we know in church, dealing with people, of course, not first service. We know that they are amazing. Uh, and, but sometimes you have, you have negative things that happen in church, just like you have negative, negative things that happen uh, in life. And uh, how, how did we navigate through that? In, in your opinion, how, how did we navigate through that? You would never speak ill about people. It was, it was always, if something was going on, you know... Over the years, people have left the church, and, and there's been messes made, and there's been crazy things that have happened, but we were always guarded from that. And, and for that, we always we had a love for the people of the church. And even if they left and we didn't know the full situation, we still had a love and admiration for the people who, who came to the church, who weren't no longer a part of this church, you know, who left, who, who have come back, whatever has happened. And, and we were always guarded from, I guess you could say, the nasty side of ministry, because the, there are some things that aren't, aren't pretty when it comes to dealing with people. And so for us in our house, we, we didn't see the nasty side of people. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. And, and uh, I, I think that's important. Can I read a verse here real quick? As, because I think that, that as, uh, um, as we grow, because we, know, we don't want to make it sound like you know, we were perfect parents. Because, I mean, the fact is I've made, I've made some mistakes. And, uh, um, and, you know, and of course you kids have made some mistakes, but that is because you have your mom's DNA and I had to, (laughs) it's father's day, be quiet. (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, I had to combat that, you know, a lot. Yeah. All day long, baby. All day long. (laughs) 
But I, I think it's important to, it's important as, as you and I are having this conversation to, because, you know, it, it's, it's cute and it's adorable. You know, it's daddy's little girl, it's, it's daddy's little boy, and, and that's wonderful. But you guys do grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not little, you know, I'm not yeah, little Landon anymore. Yeah, I don't think you've ever been little, but oh. the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that you guys do grow up. And, uh, and there's, some, there's an incredible verse here in Deuteronomy, and I, it, it says this. It says, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your, on your forehead as reminders. And it talks about the Word of God being, being preeminent. But here's the thing. There's a transition that happens between uh, as far as, as, far as uh, a parent, and, and, and we've had to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. And even, even between you and I, we've had to make that adjustment because sometimes there's been pushback. You know, dad has ideas, mom has ideas, you have ideas, and my idea is always the best one. But the, the fact is we all have ideas, and we have to, we have to navigate through that. Yeah. And uh, so, so as, as your kids grow older... Uh, um, how can how how can we as parents? Because sometimes as parents, you know, we look at your kids because you know there's a perspective that you don't have. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to be a parent mm-hmm. right now from that perspective, but I'm asking you from a child's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because as a parent, you know, we have a desire for our for our kids to 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 be healthy. We have a you know sometimes we we react as parents, yeah. but the reason we react is because we want the best for our kids. Mm-hmm. It's not we don't we don't react because we. We really, it's, it's, you know, to call it what it is, it's a fear factor mm-hmm. on the inside of us. I mean, you know, it's because, you know, we worry when you guys are out until 1 o'clock in the morning. Not, not so much worry what you guys are doing, but, you know, we want you guys to come home safely. I mean, I, I mean so there are, there are things for, for, for a parent that is, that, you know, uh, and we're living in a world that, that is, is the world of the unknown. Yeah. You, you, you can never know. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, the question that I really have is, as you guys grow old, and, and we, uh, of course, grow older as well, except mom. Mom doesn't grow old. So, uh, um, but as we grow older, how, can, how do we make the transition from relating to your kids uh, on, on a younger way, you know, when they were younger, which were, which were more, uh, more author- uh, authoritarian, you know, kind of more, more directive. And if you don't, you know, this is just my opinion as a parent, you better be directive when your kids are younger. Yeah. You know, not, okay, do whatever you feel like doing. You better be more directive. But as kids grow older, you kind of loosen that grip. And some parents don't. You know, some parents want to hold on to something that they have to let go of. Uh, uh, um, but, but how do you, in your estimation, because of your generation of what, what can you say a little bit about your generation's perspective on that? I think something that's, that's really huge to understand is that my generation isn't growing up in the same time that your generation grew up. We are dealing with things that... I don't think a lot of parents truly understand sometimes. And, you know, this is coming from the perspective of somebody who's not a parent but who, who's grown up in this day and age. And there are things that I have dealt with that I know for a fact that my parents haven't dealt with. And, and, it was very, and it's very difficult because it's, it's hard to relate with that. And so it's, this kind of flows back to the, the consistency and open door policy is let nothing be off the table. If you don't understand something, do your research on something, you know, and, and, and let love flow through all things. You know, when, you're, when your kids come to you and, and they're dealing with something that you, you wouldn't have imagined your kids dealing with, 
Let love flow from the issue. Let it not be something where you want to just hold on tight and say, okay, well, let me take away all things from you. I'm not saying I'm not, saying not take away things from them, but instead understand, it, understand what they're dealing with and, and love them through the process of getting over that. And, and what is, because you read a great study the other day that yeah. you wanted to refer to it. Uh, uh, t- tell us a little bit about it. So that. I was, I was uh, doing a, a reading the other day, and, and I read that most, um, and most children, most males are introduced to pornography at the, at the age, or I should say in the grade of, in third grade. And so that's around, you know, eight years old or so. And, and that's just the society we live in. I, you know, the, the day and age where a kid finds a playboy under his dad's bed is, is not the day we live in. It's, the day we live in is the moment your kid has access to a let's computer. Let's just make sure that you've never no, found I, a No, I know. Okay, let's clarify. Let, uh, I, I just need that's you to That's a pure example. That that's an example. Yeah. Okay. And the kid let's, really should not be finding yes, that under. Yes, it shouldn't. That should just, not happen. <laughs> I just, uh, let's clarify this, yeah. all right? Yeah, just, I, I we just, had you to. Know, no, I mean because we've I'm had just, that, we've had that conversation. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I know, I know. In our home, um, our conversation, and it, it was great because I still to this day think about it and laugh. Um, it, it was a good conversation, but it was we sat down and and we put in the DVD of Every Young Man's Battle, and it was about a two-hour DVD, and we watched it. And then afterwards, he goes, "Okay, you guys have any questions?" And, uh, and I remember me and my older brother just looked at each other and we went, I think we're good. <laughs> but hey, it worked. Didn't it, it worked. <laughs> yeah, there may be some things we could have discussed a little bit more. But remember, we do have an open door policy. Yes, yeah. So if I ever have questions, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll come you to you. Welcome to us. But I, I think, that's, I, I think that, that is, a, that is a, a very, very real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um, that kids today are dealing with things that we never dreamed of that we would be dealing with. And especially coming from a, a Christian worldview. Uh, because forming that worldview is so important, and uh, um, so so in 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 telling parents to relating to kids, uh, is there one more thought that you that you want to add to that? Is there there's something else that you maybe just as a, a, a you know as a young man, uh, you know what what advice can you give to children in relating and to kids in relating to their parents? I think just be patient with your parents, um, you know, because they they didn't. They don't necessarily understand what we're going through and, and allow them to understand. Talk to them, be open about your issues, you know, and don't be fearful about facing the consequences because it's better to face the consequences now than 20 years down the road when the issue has become way greater than it ever was. And I think that's something as this generation is we're kind of fearful of authority in some ways. Um, and we, we not necessarily have a complete distrust, but there is, there is skepticism. And, and it does, and it can um, seep into the household. And I think for young people, love your parents and trust them because what they, what they want for you is the best. And they, and they want you to live a long and happy life. And, and that's, that's what they want for you. Yeah. And, and I, I truly believe that's the heart of, of every godly parent. And now there are there are situations where where things are not when things are not uh, in a way healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, in in that way I think we need to encourage one another 
as far as in church is that we find people. There are some amazing people uh, in church. There's some amazing people around you. There's some, some incredible dads that are sitting here, some incredible moms. I know it's Father's Day, but there's some amazing moms. Uh, that are sitting here, and um, there's some amazing couples. You know, there's there's some couples that we've you know have celebrated. You know, uh, 20, 25 years, 30 years, uh, a wedding anniversaries, 50 years, 52 years. I mean, there's some people here that have been married for a very long time and, and have healthy relationships. And I think uh, the goal of all of this, and, and when it comes to parenting, Landon, you would agree with me in this. And even if you don't, I'm right, so you might as well listen to what I'm saying. Uh, um, but I, I think you know. In parenting, the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. Is that we are not, when the child is born, you don't get a manual. They don't hand you a manual. Say, now this child is going to have this and that. And that's what you're going to have to watch out for. And that's what you're going to have to do. So parents, you're going to have to do a whole lot of praying. And you're going to do a whole lot of trusting. And the Bible says this. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, we've used that verse, and we pulled it out of the context, and we used it as, oh, you know what, just as long as you keep the kids in church and drop them off at youth once in a while and, you know, and put them there, they're going to be fine. You know, they'll serve God, and even if they go away from God, they'll come back to God. That's not what that verse is talking about. What that verse is talking about is that God has deposited gifts. Uh, one thing that Landon said is that our children have different gifts. Uh, our oldest son, he's more of a hands-on kind of guy. He likes to work with his hands. He, he likes to work on machines. He likes to work on machinery. That's kind of, that's kind of his thing. He, that's even the way that he learned. Uh, 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 we were so grateful when he was younger that when we had a, a very godly teacher, I thank God for teachers, and, uh, and I thank God for godly teachers. Because he had one teacher who didn't like him, but he had another teacher who, who, who called us in and said, listen, I just want to explain to you about your child and that he learns differently. Your child's not dumb. As a matter of fact, he's very smart, but he just learns differently. He's not an auditory learner. You have to, really, you have to take his hand and you have to you know, guide him through it. Just help him and you, you'll, he'll, he'll thrive. You just need to teach him differently. So, so I think one of the biggest lessons that, that, we've, that we've tried to do in our lives with our kids is to not relate to our children all the same way. Because, you know, you are so different than, than Silas would be. And Silas is so different than Sawyer would be. And Sawyer is so different than Parker would be. And, and you guys are all so different. And I think that is so important to understand that. So when it says train up a child in the way that it should go, it literally what it means is train up a child according to the bench, according to the giftings that God has placed within them. So, so don't push your child into something that, that, is, that he's, he's not gifted to do. You know, we, we, we put, our, you know, we put our, our, our kids in gymnastics and all that. And if your kid is a gymnast and they're great, that's awesome. But I heard, I heard a, a, a gymnastic coach tell a, 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 a parent one time, and this guy was sharing it, telling us, listen, you know, we are taught to tell parents, hey, to keep the hope alive so that they can keep the kids into the program so we don't lose any money. Uh, uh, you know, so it's not really about, oh, you know, don't worry. And this is, they said, this is what we say. We don't say your, your child can't do it. We just say, no, your child has potential. And, 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 and the, the coach said, that's just code work for, hey, we're going to keep them coming because they keep on paying. That's, you know, they're, ne they're never going to. Listen, let's just be honest. Most of our children is not going to play in the NBA. Are you okay with that? Most of our children are not going to play in the NFL. Now, there might be a few. 
and hopefully they'll play for the Dallas Cowboys. But they, they, uh, you agree with that, right? Amen, yeah. I mean, I mean we train you. Well, right. if they're good. Yeah, if they're good. As long as they're good. They will play for them, right? Amen. And yeah. wise men. Yeah, follow a star. Follow a star, Amen. and we know that. So, uh, I mean, we taught our kids the right way. We understand that. You know, none of this skull and, you know, cutting people up and, no. you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 stuff. Yeah. You know. Lightning it, bolts. Lightning Ugh. bolts. And I mean, no. it's just demonic, actually, demonic. you know. That was rooted in you, right, Lana? Uh, yeah. I mean, from a we, young age. From a young age. Instilled. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. solid. Absolutely. The foundation is built right. It's built. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I, I think that it's important for, for, for us to understand that. that so God, God gives us gifts, and these children are gifts. And the Bible says they are gifts to us. And so as a parent, our heart is to raise them in a way that they will honor the Lord. The, the most important thing that we told our kids is that I told my kids, I don't give you a truck driver. I don't care if you sweep your floors. I don't, I don't, the, the, what you do does not define you. It's who you are. It's who you are as a person. It's how you respect and treat other people. It's how you treat people that are different than you. It's the, that's, that's what matters. And uh, above all else, that you follow Christ. That's for us is the most important. For, 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 for us as parents, that's the, that's the number one thing. That's always been the number one thing. Not, not ministry. Not you need to be a preacher. You need to be like your mommy. You need to be like your daddy. They are not like their mommy. They're not like their daddy. And that's okay. We just want you to love God with all your heart and find what God has called you to do. And we will support that however we can. We'll support that to the best of our ability. And, and, and I believe that there has to be a restoration. Don't you agree, Lennon? Between, between uh, fathers, especially fathers. And there's a father wound in a lot of people's lives. And let me finish with this verse and we'll close in prayer. In Malachi 4, it says this. Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers. Somebody say fathers. fathers. Watch this. The hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I'll come and strike the land with a curse. So there's, there's an incredible thing that I believe that God wants to do is to restore, to restore the, the hearts of children to their parents. You know, and especially to their fathers. And, and I, believe that, I believe that's crucial. And I believe that, that, that must happen. And I think that is, that is necessary uh, 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 as, as, we, as we look at the future. Um, you know, when I, when I look at things that when, if Jesus should tarry and, and we would not be here. That, that I think one of the things that's important, uh, and maybe you can say a little something about it, is, is the, the future generation of reaching the future generation. And, uh, and then the mandate w- w- about that. Would, do you want to say something about that? Absolutely. The, I mean, there needs to be an emphasis on this next generation because they're under attack. And, um, and you know, you can, you can see in the Bible of many different examples of just when a generation is under attack, God is going to do a mighty thing. And I, and I think that this is a generation where God is going to do a mighty thing. But it's our responsibility as, as leaders, as parents, as aunts, uncles, regardless of what your title may be, to steward this next generation for the things that God has for them. And, and this generation is called by God. This generation is going to be a generation that is going to lead people to Jesus. In this world of confusion, of just disarray, this generation is going to bring clarity and light. And so I think it's so important for us to understand that, you know, our responsibility is much greater 
than just being a parent and being, you know, our generation is to be truly stewards of this next generation and to love them and to instill in them what God has for them. Yeah, because you can go ahead and clap if you want. That's a good statement. And I believe that's the most important. That's the way we want, we want our church to be, a church where we are not just a multicultural church. Because I, I believe that's crucial because we must represent how heaven is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I believe that's crucial. And I believe that's important that we know that in this, in this place, there is no difference between who we are no matter what color of skin we have. Yeah. And I, I think that, that, and that must be said. Yeah. And, that, and, and we must raise up a generation that don't, don't get caught up. In, in, in looking at that and move beyond that. But I also believe as the older generation, because sometimes with us older generation, we want to hold on longer than we should, you know, because for whatever reason, maybe we find our security in it or, or whatever. And, uh, and I think what we want to do is we want to be also a multi-generational church. Yeah. So all the way from the young to the old. That doesn't mean, the, the thing is that we don't want to do is discard the gray hair. We don't say, well, you know, you're no longer valued because you've got gray hair. We say, are you stupid? I mean, that's dumb. Anybody know that's dumb? Yeah. You've got gray hair. That means you've been through some stuff. Yeah. yeah some of you have no hair. That means you've really been through some stuff. <laughs> or either stuff's been through you. I don't know. I mean, that, but, the, you know, and you've got some lessons. So, so Because yeah, I think what's important yet, what I would love for our church to see is that we are working together. This is not, well, our generation against your generation. Well, we knew better. And, you know, remember the good old days, Landon? I mean, we, we don't, you know, because sometimes we only remember the good of the good old days. We forget about how bad some of the good old days were and how some things were really terrible. And so, so and I think what is important for us, and, and if I could leave you with anything here today, is that we want your generation, and I want to encourage you, younger generation, we want you to stand on our shoulders and we want you to reach further. We want you to go higher. And I believe that just like you say, that this is a marked generation. It is not a marked generation as far as the world is thinking where it's going. But there is truly going to be rising up a bunch of young lions and, and they're going to roar. Young men and young women with some fire and passion. And who are going to speak to our generation. And are going to speak in a powerful way and make a powerful difference. Who is not going to sit in mediocrity but who's going to rise up in excellence and speak the word of God with precision and clarity in a confused generation so that we can bring about the very things that God has promised. And I believe that together we can accomplish that because as you grow older, your energy wanes, but your wisdom is still there. And so, and I think you guys have the energy. You've got the, you know, you've got the pump and the spunk and the funk and the chicky chicky bunk. And, you know, you got all of that, you know, and a bag of chips. You know, you, you, you got not only the t-shirts, your generation have tattoos from year to yin yang and, and everywhere in between. And I mean, you've got pokes and holes and smokes and I mean, everything else in, you know, I mean, and, and, but I believe that the enemy has tried to mark this generation. But I believe that if we do what we need to do, that God, wants to mark this generation truly marked by God. And I believe that that is what uh, that, that verse says, that God wants to bring the hearts. And so we want to pray with you today and uh, pray for, uh, we'll pray. Len, I'm going to ask you to pray. So let's just stand. And uh, I'm going to ask you to stand uh, today as we come and we're going to come in a place of agreement. And would you just take the hand of the person uh, next to you? And I'm going to ask Lennon to, to pray for us.